0: Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're doing an interview with an abductee. Just before we get into that though, I just want to say if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes of the podcast, please make sure you're subscribed, and whatever platform you use, please give us a five-star rating or whatever's equivalent, it really does help us out. We're on Facebook and Instagram, go check us out over there. We have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. If you jump on there, when there's an episode that has extra sort of information, any links, images, videos, you can find all that stuff over there. And finally, we are on Patreon. So if you want episodes early, bonus content, you can find us over there on Patreon and help support the podcast. It's really appreciated. And the more support I get over there, the more free episodes you're going to get as well. So it's all a massive help. So in this episode of Interview with an Abductee, we are speaking with Sue Ann. And she had an experience when she was 10 years old camping in Kansas with her family. She remembers witnessing a large UFO and then not really much after that. And a lot of her memory has come through recurring dreams. And over the years, she's kind of gotten a little bit more information uh, out of these dreams. So it's very interesting. I always say this, but... Everyone I speak to, there's such coincidences in their stories, yet there's uh, a lot of difference as well, of course. But um, dreams are a very common sort of thread I find where people seem to uncover some subconscious memories or at least they believe that they're memories. After having the chat with Sue we start to kind of look back over everything she'd sort of mentioned to me and I kind of start to tell her that I believe I could kind of put her in a category as someone who has had an abduction experience because she has a lot of telltale signs that really are starting to paint quite a clear picture. Thank you so much to Sue for taking the time to speak with me today and of course if you've had an experience that you'd like to share, please get in touch with me at at and now, here's our chat with Sue Ann. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, my name is Sue Ann. I am 32 years old, and I've lived in Missouri pretty much all my life. I have a daughter, and I work at a retail
0: store. When did your experience take place? How old were you? You were a child, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I was 10 years old, and we were camping in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, we went there every summer since I could remember but we've not went back since that happened.
0: Now, that's what I was about to ask as well. Um, So it's funny that you answered that. Um, Obviously, I know a little bit about your experience and um, just from what I know you're about to tell us, I was very curious whether or not you or uh, anyone in your family would continue uh, that tradition of going to that location.
2: No, I think my aunt went back once, I think, like last year, just to see if the... uh, The trailer we were camping at was still there. Uh, It was this little trailer park right off the lake, and it was next to a golf course, which is where the ship was, actually. It was across the street, right above the golf course. It was so close, like maybe a couple hundred
0: feet away. So you're 10 years old at this time. Uh, Had you had any real sort of prior knowledge to UFOs, or what what was kind of going through your mind as a 10-year-old?
2: I mean, I kind of knew about them. I knew that they like could exist. I've seen like sci-fi shows before. Like I immediately knew that was a UFO of some sort. It wasn't anything I'd ever seen before, and I just I automatically knew that's what it was. It was around eight o'clock. It was still light out. Uh, we went out to the car to grab like our sweep sleep stuff and our clothes and stuff we hadn't done earlier in the day. We were so excited to go swimming. We couldn't stop to bring our stuff in. And as soon as we got outside by the car, we looked up and it was just right there. It was really big. I don't know how to explain how big it was. At least 100 feet, maybe. It was really big. And it was so close. I I just yelled for my mom because I was scared. And um, like I said, there were other kids there. There were five kids and two adults. We all went outside and looked at it, and it seemed to just be a couple of minutes. And then my mom said, we need to go back inside. So we go inside, and we realize it's now midnight, and we have lost four hours of time. We were all, like, shaken up and scared and confused. We didn't know what just happened. The younger kids, they were, like, five and six. They were just crying. And my middle sister, she was around eight. just sat there silently crying. And I just remember it was so scary. I just remember we went to bed and then we woke up and immediately left. We didn't even talk about what happened, but we all knew something weird happened.
0: I could imagine it would be very surreal to have had that experience. And obviously the next day, no one really having the words to express what had just happened. So it's that kind of weird thing of everyone knows that something odd happened, but no one's really willing to even speak about it out of, I suppose, fear and just confusion.
2: And then shortly after that, I started having dreams. I remember being like up on the ship. Uh, it was a really dark room. It was so dark. I could barely see anybody. And then I remember that it's like bright light shone in the middle of the room. And it was like a human. I, I couldn't tell you like what they looked like, but I know it was like a human with long hair and wearing white clothes. And it told us that it would be okay and to calm down. And it told me to get up and walk towards the door. So I did. Um, There was two shadows on the door. They kind of looked human. But all I could see was shadows. And then I black out again. And then the next thing I remember, I'm on this table, but I'm standing up. So it's like I'm strapped to a table. And I'm looking down and there's this. Thing down there. It's like a being crouched down looking at my hip, but I can never remember what it looks like. It's always some important guy in my life. Like at first, it was my dad. He wasn't even there that weekend. But for some reason, I can never remember what they really look like.
0: It's interesting. So when you say that it's looked like different people to you throughout your life, how so exactly? I'm just trying to get an understanding of, because as you said, you can't How how visibly obvious is that?
2: Yeah, I can see them like looking up at me and they're saying, I think it's okay. And they were looking at my hip. So when I was born, I didn't have a hip joint and they had to do surgery on it. And that's what they were interested in was my hip surgery.
0: So it sounds like what was going on there could have potentially been a screen memory, right? So this being examining you, showing itself as someone in your life who, you know, is less threatening, obviously, would you say that's probably safe to assume that that was what was happening there?
2: Yes. Yeah. And then over the years, it turned into other people for some reason. I don't know why, but it's, I guess it's always the most important guy in my life would be replacing whatever it really was.
0: I'm not sure if I've really come across that before the person who, you, you know, you're seeing in this memory um, changing like that. It's, yeah, it's very fascinating.
2: I thought so too. I didn't expect it to change either because it was the same dream for so many years. And then it changed to that.
0: And how old were you, would you say, when you start to have these dreams?
2: Oh, it was the same year. I think it was the same week that I had the very first one.
0: Wow. So that that's soon, hey? And then do you still have the same recurring dream now?
2: Oh, yes, I do. Um, I just recently, like in the last year, remembered that there was something in the middle of the room that like resembled a human that was telling me to be calm. And then I remember all the littler kids just stopped crying and it got super quiet. And then like it told me to get up and walk over there. That's a newer memory to me.
0: Interesting. So I wonder maybe, you know, over the next coming years, if more will be added to the stream, because it sounds like there's a possibility it could
2: yeah, I'm kind of hoping so. Um, it drives me crazy that I can't remember, but also it might be even scarier to really know. I I don't know which one's better.
0: That's exactly right. And, you know, I think that's the majority of people in your position can't have that internal battle all the time of wanting to know, but also potentially not wanting to know the full story. Eventually, I'm assuming you must have spoken with um, some of the family members who were there about what happened later on. And what, what was that conversation like?
2: Oh, yeah. My mom and my aunt both remember that we lost four hours and that everybody was confused and scared, but they don't remember anything else.
0: And how long did it take you to come across the information that alien abductees often have the missing time, a part of their experience? And when you found out that that was a key factor, how did that make you feel?
2: Um, It was a couple years. I really got into it more in my teen years. I knew something that had happened and, and I just wanted to learn more about it. So I started listening to other people's stories and all of the documentaries. Well, other stories, I guess, can't say they're documentaries quite yet. But anything about aliens, I would just watch all of it. And that was really scary. And it kind of told me that maybe I'm not crazy. I I kind of thought that maybe it didn't really happen. Or like I said, for a long time, I didn't talk to anybody about it. And I didn't talk to my mom about it until maybe I was like 16 or 17. I just thought maybe I was crazy and just have this reoccurring dream. And then I asked my mom about it. And she was like, yes, yes, that really did happen. And I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and that it wasn't all in my head. And knowing I'm not the only one also helps. There's other people that are going through the same thing and they might need help also or someone to say, hey, you're not crazy or I'm here for you if you need it.
0: Yeah. And that's totally the reason why I'm speaking with you now. And I've spoken to many others in the past is for that exact reason of, obviously getting the word out and letting people express their stories because it's fascinating for one. And I think the more of this information that can be shared, uh, the better. And um, the second thing being probably the more important aspect is a place where people can come and reflect on their own experiences and know that there isn't a cookie cutter situation when it comes to these experiences. And a lot of people experience very similar things and also very sort of different aspects as well. And I think it is... It's great that, you know, someone like yourself is brave enough and, you know, is just free enough to express that and, you know, kind of let people know that it's all good. You're not crazy or anything like that. Something of some sort of um, substantial weight has actually taken place and is still continuing to take place on a lot of people.
2: Yeah, it's so scary to feel like you're alone and no one will understand you.
0: Do you think since then, going into your adult life, have had any other experiences that you don't remember? Is there any sort of clues that might point you in that direction at all?
2: Um, no, not that I can think of. Maybe something that I don't remember yet.
0: I believe there's people out there who will live their entire lives and not have any memory of an experience yet. There are people who have extreme amounts of detail of every experience, if they have a recurring experience, that is. And it's, it's fascinating to like what i don't i don't know the answer to this but it's you know a very interesting discussion of why some are in the position to remember some aren't that's a question i ask everyone is do you believe this is a recurring thing and you know most people that I speak to kind of have one significant memory of an event happening and maybe some other little bits but i don't think i've ever really spoken to anyone who believes they are you know abducted on a regular kind of schedule or anything like that or can at least remember that happening quite often. So I feel like it might even be more common for people to have at least one sort of big sort of memory of an experience. And then maybe if there is anything else that's, you know, kind of overshadowed by this one kind of event.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered why I remembered and no one else did. I'm just glad that my mom and my aunt do remember that we were missing time. Mm. Because they knew it was eight o'clock when they sent us out there, and that the clock said midnight when we got back.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a big thing. That's what I love hearing from abductees because it's you know it's such a big part of the puzzle. Is you know if you have been gone for you know four hours like you were, it's you kind of can't argue that you weren't just all standing outside in awe of something before. Like it's just it's not possible for all of you to have just lost that time.
2: And it only felt like five minutes.
0: Yeah. It must be quite a confrontational thing for yourself and, you know, for many others where it's just like, where did that part of my life just go? What did happen? And four hours is, you know, a substantial amount of time as well. What could have happened in that amount of time or were you even gone that entire time? It's quite frightening.
2: Yeah. And there were seven of us, so it probably did take a long time for whatever it was they were doing.
0: So these beings that you mentioned from your dreams, so the way you're describing them is that they're they're kind of human-like. You can't get a good enough look at them. Is that, is that correct?
2: Yeah, they were in like a hallway by the doorway and I could like see their shadows, but I couldn't see them. And the light was so bright, it hurt my eyes. I could barely look over there, but I did for a little bit and I seen the shadows and then I would look away. And I remember like... Uh, You know, when you look into a light and you like see the colors, you know, and it's too bright, my eyes were like that for a really long time. And I was just trying really hard to focus on my sister so I could get my sight back.
0: When you had this dream, what sort of sense do you get from these beings? Is it a hostile kind of environment? Do you get any sort of feeling at all?
2: Um, They were definitely trying to keep us calm. I remember that. And I do remember when that light came in the middle of the room and it looked like a a person, it said, just be calm. And I remember just, I wasn't scared anymore. And I was just just sitting there for a second, very calm. And I don't remember it actually talking. I just remember looking at it. And then like in my head, I was like, just be calm. And then, and then I had the thought of like, get up and walk towards that door. So I did. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And once again, that is, you know, told time, time again of not actually hearing a voice, but more so, I guess, hearing it internally in your head or even just getting the sense of this is uh, this is what I'm doing now, and even it's interesting too because let's just say you were being abducted by people, right? Someone telling you to calm down, you're not going to give them that re- that response normally. Yet with these beings, exactly. um, they do, yeah, they do definitely seem to have control over the situation and can actually, you know, kind of put you into certain states you're doing it yourself and not, you know, it's not like a forced response or anything. Now, all these years, because as you said, that happened, you know, 20 or so years ago. How do you sit with it now after, I suppose, you've done a lot of research, watched you know, a lot of documentaries, heard other people's accounts? How do you kind of go on living now, knowing that this significant event has happened to you? Do you feel a lot better about it now?
2: Um, I do. I'm a little less confused because I kind of understand more what happened because I hear other people's accounts. And I don't think that I was in any danger. And I don't think anything like really, really bad happened. But also, I don't know. And it really does drive me crazy. And I I have these nightmares all the time. I wouldn't say nightmares. It's just that reoccurring memory. And I do wake up scared. So I guess I kind of fight with it sometimes. It's a really scary thing. But I, at least I didn't go completely missing. I'm still here. So I'm happy for that.
0: How do the people in your circle of family and friends now, do you openly talk about your experience with them? How many people kind of know? And
2: Just really in my family. I don't like, it's not something that I bring up to like people I just meet or anything. I have like a couple of friends. It's kind of weird. My younger two sisters don't remember it and kind of think I'm crazy. They're like, oh yeah, you and mom, you guys believe this crazy stuff and they just don't want to believe it at all. And then there's my husband. We talk about it all the time. He was actually the one that brought up that was around the time period where I became diabetic. Like I wasn't before that. I was a really, really tiny kid. And then all of a sudden, like within six months or so, I like gained a bunch of weight and became diabetic. I, I was sick for six months, and they didn't know why. And that's when I found out that. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but he thinks that it might. Um, yeah, just my family, really, and my best friend. So this is really the first time I've ever like publicly spoke about it, really.
0: The diabetic thing is an interesting point. Obviously, a lot of other people after abductions have had some issues different types of illness, and as you said, um, they weren't sure exactly what was going on at that time, which is a very common thing as well. Whatever kind of took place doesn't seem to be too common um, for, you know, regular doctors to kind of figure out. So it definitely could have something to do with your experience. It's interesting as well that you were taken with members of your family and because there's that argument that abduction is hereditary in a sense. You know, it's passed down through families I'm very curious to know, you know, if any of the children from yourself or your sisters might have a similar experience at some stage or whether or not that could be at all connected. Just because, you know, it it does seem like it could be quite possible.
2: My daughter said that there was an alien standing outside of her bedroom and she refused to go into that bedroom anymore. And We had to move her bedrooms because she thought they wouldn't know that she wasn't in there anymore. I don't know. If that like really happened, I do believe her. But also, I know younger kids have an imagination. But I totally believed her, so I let her move into the extra bedroom.
0: How old is your daughter?
2: Oh, uh, right now she's fifteen. Okay. But at the time, I think she was twelve or thirteen.
0: That kind of claim from you know a twelve, thirteen-year-old, you could probably take it a little bit more seriously, right? Because. I guess by that sort of age, you're sort of in high school and so on. And what was your initial response to that? Because obviously having had your experience and your interest, one of your kids, like I'm trying to like picture myself in that was, point of view. I
2: was like, no, because, you know, kids are like, oh, there's a monster under my bed or something. I was like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then I was like, wait, what if she's going through what I went through? Why am I not being more sensitive to her feelings when I know what this is like and then uh, we talked about it and she said I swear I seen a beam of light and there was somebody standing there and they were watching me I swear so um, I'm I totally believe her but that's all that she has said she hasn't told me anything else except sometimes they come look through her window
0: wow has she described them
2: Yeah, she said that they look like the normal-looking greys. They got big eyes, and she can't tell how tall they are. She just knows that there's somebody looking through her window.
0: Wow. That's very eerie. Yeah,
2: and she gets nervous, and she's like, I feel very like antsy, like something's not right. It's like a weird feeling, and then I'm like, oh, my goodness, I think they're here. And then I look, and they're there, and she used to come sleep in my bedroom when this would happen.
0: Understandably. Does she know now about your experience?
2: Yes. Yes, we have talked about it. I didn't tell her when she was that young. Yes. But I think over like the last year, I've been talking about it more.
0: Which, yeah, that makes total sense. And I was going to make the argument too of, yes, kids, you know, claim they see things and so on. And I think at quite a young age, there's probably a lot to actually look into there because they are... You know, their minds haven't been moulded or anything. Like what they kind of see, I feel like they they sort of do see the truth, I think. And, um, you know, kids are definitely more susceptible to spirits and energy and so on. But um, I think even the idea of, I guess, like the monster being under your bed, being an alien, maybe that's not too uncommon. I suppose it's, it's one of those weird things where I think anything we're spoken about right now, by itself, you can go... Oh yeah, maybe. But when you put all the pieces together, you go, "Oh, it's kind of hard to deny something unusual is going on." When you've got mm-hmm. you know, your your experience missing time, now you know one of your kids is claiming to see beings outside a window. It's like, well, there definitely seems like there is some interest on um your particular family. It's obviously still continuing, you know, these twenty odd years later. And then even you know, be interesting to uh if your mother ever sort of uncovered any memories, you know, even 20 years prior to that, potentially, you know, it's, it's, I think there could definitely be some sort of pattern going on.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Aliens was the only thing that my daughter has ever been scared of. And then recently she told me she wasn't scared of them anymore. And I never thought to ask why, but I should do that.
0: I feel like I might be in a similar situation to your daughter, like the way, sort of being brought up like very open to things you know and um from my sort of upbringing i feel like what i was afraid of was far more real in a sense it wasn't like you know oh yeah aliens they'll make believe or science fiction or someone it's like no, no no this is like a genuine thing and there is reason to be frightened especially at that age where it's so out of your control and I'm assuming you know that could be a very similar thing for um, your daughter as well, where it's like it's so real that, yes, that fear is actually genuine far more than you know someone who doesn't believe and it's just frightened because I guess the imagery is scary. and it's just like a natural thing to be frightened of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's just an interesting thought. and I could just I kind of I can sympathize, I think, is what I'm trying to say with probably how your daughter was feeling. I suppose even for you, someone like yourself, did you find from doing more research, even though it's still quite an unknown thing, the fear, you can kind of like put that to ease a fair bit?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely less scared and worried about it now than I was when I was younger. I know it sounds weird, but sometimes I'm like, I wish they would come back. I just want to see it again. And maybe I can draw it this time or maybe I can remember something more.
0: Yeah, and that's that's very fair. You're definitely entitled to have that feeling because depending on how you look at what had happened, I'm assuming it probably has molded you in your adult life a fair bit. I feel like it probably has had some quite a big impact. Um, You can speak to that if you like, but um, I know it would sort of impact me quite a fair bit. So I could imagine, yeah, wanting more answers or to have a similar experience again and just just to know it happened, I suppose, of going like, this is great validation, just being like, oh, great, it's happening again perfect you know that's that's kind sort of what you might feel like you need
2: yeah knowing what i know now and like i was 10 when it happened i i think if it happened again i would try to like pay attention to more things and try to see if i can stay awake longer or something like that you know it, it'd be different now if it than
0: when it first happened so obviously from you doing a bunch of research do you have much of an opinion on why someone like yourself might have been taken
2: Um, I think they took us because my aunt just had surgery and I had surgery that year. Also I had like, um, tubes put in my ears and then the, my hip thing, they were probably interested in that. I think it all had to do with like medical stuff.
0: Mm. Kind of an interesting reason to potentially be taken. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She, um, had her tubes tied and I had the surgery on my ears I, I remember because I had to wear a stupid swim cap and I hated it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that might be why. I don't know that they were really interested in the younger kids, thing, but I don't like know that for sure. Yeah. I just have a feeling.
0: I get, yeah, it's hard to know, I suppose, when there's so many of you whether or not it was like, I guess people just coming along for the ride or yeah, what well, kind of what? And maybe that, that that could potentially be an explanation for why your sisters don't remember if they weren't sort of the reason for being there they were just kind of there
2: yeah yeah and my cousins were younger than them and they just kind of grew up like hearing the story from their mom so they're like yeah i i know that it happened but i couldn't actually tell you anything about it i don't remember but i heard the story so many times i know that it happened they're not like denying it or trying to fight it like my sisters are I was going to say to what you were saying earlier about how it affected my life growing up with this, I've definitely never went camping again. Um, we went once, but we left in the middle of the night because I just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, it would be really difficult. How about even um, just being kind of out at night in sort of a similar kind of um, location? Is that sort of something you try to avoid now as well? Or
2: No, not really. I went to like some bonfires and... You know, like uh, Fourth of July events and stuff where we there was a bunch of people out at night. But I definitely wouldn't go out there like alone or in a smaller
0: group. Definitely, yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, I'm just curious as well. You know, y- yourself being uh, over in the states, what's your kind of thought on um, the you know the government over there at the moment hinting at this whole thing of disclosure with UFOs and so on? And um, you know, is that even Do you think that's even relevant to what specifically happened to you? Or that could be a completely different thing? Or just what's your view on that at the moment?
2: I think that they've always known. And there's there's so many people that have stories and that know that they're out there, that they can't hide it anymore. And I know they had this uh, press release and they're like, we need more time. We just don't know. I, I think they're just stringing us along until they could maybe come up with a different answer or decide to really tell the truth.
0: It would be concerning if they didn't know, wouldn't it? When uh, I guess it's in some way their responsibility to know what's going on in their airspace and so on. But more and more of the populations coming around to the idea of UFOs, right? They, they're kind of starting to, you know, well, I know the American uh, population, you know, quite more than half believe uh, in UFOs. But then when you go into the whole abduction thing, that seems to be too far out for people to comprehend, which baffles me in all honesty. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to kind of see how it all could be connected or, you know, whether it is or if it isn't. It's Yeah, it's like a really hard one to know, uh, especially when you start to look at the idea that maybe these abductions aren't actually happening physically. It's more of a spiritual, out-of-body, astral traveling kind of thing or alternate dimensions, like, it, it really gets quite deep.
2: That actually yeah. reminded me of something. I, I do that sometimes where I, like, I watch myself sleep. I'm, like, looking down at myself. I have that reoccurring dream also. I didn't even think about that until you said that.
0: So, yeah, that definitely plays into the whole astral traveling kind of thing. You know, I suppose being able to leave your body. And, um, you know, and obviously someone like yourself who is having a recurring dream, right, and has had the same dream for many years now, uh, and the same dream maybe over time sort of evolving but still staying true to that original thing, uh, that obviously a recurring dream is not a usual thing. For you to be very actively having a recurring dream and, you know, remembering it as well is very odd. And the fact that you just kind of said that you have... Left your body while sleeping and been able to watch yourself sleep. That definitely points to that you're, you know, however, all this kind of sleep cycle stuff works, um, you're definitely, you know, in a very specific kind of like situation, which is, which is, you know, not normal for um, most people. I think, I don't think there's anything abnormal about astral traveling. I think it's more with your open to it as well. But obviously, someone like yourself, it sounds like it's quite out of your control. Uh, and whether or not that has something to do with your experience, you know whether you were maybe chosen for that reason, or it's just a knock-on effect uh, afterwards, or maybe has nothing to do with it. But interesting um, that that sort of triggered that for you, anyway.
2: Yeah, that happens kind of often, and it, and it's not like a memory. It's like I can see what I'm wearing. I know that that's me right now, and I know I've been able to do that like my whole life. I remember the first time I did it, and think i was
0: like five or six it would be interesting if you if you were interested to i don't know maybe speak to uh like a master of astral traveling and maybe learning how to really control it because i've spoken with people who claim they can you know astral travel anywhere they so choose and that they've seen these extraterrestrial beings and you know made contact and so on if that would you know if if it sounds like it's something that you are already open like, you know, your subconscious can do it. It'd be interesting if you ever were to kind of go down that path and actually see if you could get answers even that way.
2: That would be interesting. I like that idea. I thought about getting hypnotized also because I think that I know more than I know that I know, you know.
0: That is a massive thing for a lot of people as well. It's just, yeah, obviously finding the right person to do that.
2: My mom is actually a hypnotherapist. She just lives at a state at the moment, but I'm Going to do that
0: and I will definitely let you know when I do. Interesting. So yeah, your your mum is a hypnotherapist. Okay. This is what I, I mean, like all these things by themselves, nothing to really bat an eye at. But um the sort of the picture that you've sort of painted over the last forty minutes, it's you know, I could see potentially why, yeah. It's just like not why you've had an experience, but it it sort of makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, looking back on it and knowing what I know, like that makes sense. Why they might have chose our
0: family. Yeah, I don't. I don't specifically think that these things kind of just happen. You know, just because you know, I don't think really anything works like that. You know, even just today, I had weird coincidences and so on. I think everything is so not planned out, but everything's so connected, uh, and it's it's scary when you actually stop and think about about it because it's like, oh wow, like it's it's almost like everything's just happening and we're just along for the ride, which, you know, kind of just feel like that. But, um, I'd honestly think that, yeah, you were most likely chosen for a specific reason. I suppose, is there anything else you want to add just before we kind of wrap it up? I've taken up enough of your time, but, um, yeah, maybe like if you have any advice for people or just anything, anything you'd like to kind of say before we finish up.
2: Um, just know that you're not alone and to find people that you can talk to about it. Uh, I hated like not being able to talk to anyone about it. If I like, had one of these memories or reoccurring dreams. I just kind of felt alone and like I was the only one that was going to deal with this. I had no one to help me through it. And that was really horrible feeling. So definitely find someone you trust or find something on the internet or a group you can talk to about it. Don't keep that to yourself.
0: Very well said. Thank you so much, Sue for taking the time. I know it was very last minute, but I always jump at these opportunities when people are willing to come on, be very open, tell their experience. It's greatly appreciated because I know everyone's doing it for the right reason, like yourself.
2: The more that we get this out there, the more we can help others through it. Thank you for talking with me today.
0: So there you go. There was interview with an abductee with Sue there with her experience when she was a 10-year-old girl. Uh, I really enjoyed that chat, uh, I found a lot of similarities from that conversation that I've had with other people as well, and some new sort of little tidbits as well. It's it's kind of, I feel like every time I do these interviews, I'm getting a little bit more of the sort of pieces to this massive puzzle we're trying to sort of piece together here, and you know, the thing is, I don't think we're ever going to know all the answers, but if I can put out this episode with someone who's had a very genuine experience, in my opinion. And it can help anyone listening or, you know, at least just inform, then I feel like that's sort of what my job uh, on this podcast is to kind of do when we're talking about interview with an abductee. So I hope you guys got something out of that. I know I sure did. And thank you again to Sue Ann. Of course, thank you guys so much for listening. All the links I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you can find in the description. And I look forward to seeing you in another podcast episode really soon. Thanks.